Hey yo, what's up guys? Welcome to a new episode of Yours This Thing On Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Reese, man. We moving into episode number six, man. We moving up and up and up and up. Yo, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad to be back on this microphone, man. Happy to have the people that's rocking with me, listening to me and supporting me, bro. Like if you haven't checked me out, you can go check me out on all your streaming platforms. I'm out there, man. Support your boy. I love doing this. Man, Mother's Day is coming up. Mother's Day is coming up, man. So how y'all feel about this day coming up, man? How y'all feel about y'all parents, man? Shout out to the people out there who still got their moms in their life. Shout out to the people out there whose wives and moms, man. Like, let's take care of them. Show them how much we love them. But this thing going to talk about a lot of me and my healing process with my family, man, how things go on, man. I miss my mama. I love her. So I'm going to have to make this thing work. Let's make this thing work. You guys out there, make it work. I hope y'all enjoy. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody, man? I hope y'all feeling good out there, man. That's for your boy, man. I'm feeling really, really, really good, man. I had a good break last week, had some self-reflection, man. I went to Vegas, and, you know, you would think the people go to Vegas to go out there and do a big, but for me, nah, man, I was out there working out still, you know, running around the strip out there. I didn't have my shirt off, <laughs> but I was out there running around, man, just taking some time to myself, you know, and I, I really, really started to, hate being out there because i don't like being away from my family a lot i know a lot of people they they tend to want to get away from their home but for me man like when i want to get away from home i'm trying to get away from home and i'm trying to take my family with me i ain't trying to get out of my home unless that mugger's on fire you feel me so everything is copacetic with myself and my family in there so i love being there i love being around them man and this this is what brings me to doing this episode is like family and mother's day is coming up right and for most people, holidays are very triggering, right? Remember, if you guys can go back to the first, the, the last episode I, I did, I talked about coming from a place of healing. And I've been coming from a place of healing. And I had to realize that a lot of the things that I was doing in my life as I progressed, a lot of the, the trauma and issues from my past were starting to rear their head. And one of those, um, those trauma-inducing moments is the fact that, like, my family uh, unit is not as tight as I wish it it was, but that's work that's getting done. It's work that's getting done and being done on my part. So it starts like this, right? I, um, like I said, Mother's Day is coming up, and for for me, Mother's Day is a, is a symbol because I remember like when I had my son, Mother's Day was like the damn the next day over, and I remember. Being with my wife, man, it was like it was a joy for us to um, bring in a new addition so close to a day that was so celebrated for an individual, um, for our females, for our women. And uh, it's huge for me. And uh, fast forward into 2022 and Mother's Day is coming up again. And I'm like, yo, Mother's Day is coming up. You know, let me reach out to my mom. Right. Because. um me and, me and my family have had such an, a strange relationship. It's just so weird, dude. But I'm here to speak on that because, like I said, come from that place of healing. So, like, let's heal together. So, anyway, I call my mom and I'm asking my mom, like, yo, mom, like, what's going on? And before, yo, 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 let me, let me, let, hold on, let me stop, stop, stop. All right. For everybody out there who still have their mother right now in their life, yo, you are very fortunate and you're blessed. And I would implore you to reach out to them. Talk to them, whole, whole, whole conversation, tap in with them and let them know how you feel about them. Because it's, it's a true blessing to have that, man. 
Because there's so many people out there in the world who have lost their parents, especially me and my generation. Man, my, my parents up there. My mom is 70. So it's real cool to still have my mom in my life. And I know I have a lot of friends, man, who who have lost their parents, man, either either their mom or dad. And like it's this, like I said, Mother's Day coming up is going to be a trigger for them. So if you know anybody like that, man, reach out to them ahead of time and offer your condolences for them. Be kind. Be a listener. Be an ear for them, man, because they're going to they spill. They're going to spill as this day gets closer and closer, right? And for so many other people out there in the world, like, hey, you got to look at both perspectives. There are people out there who do still have their moms and their dads, and they do not talk for whatever reason. And I have to look at it from, like I said, from both perspectives. I have to look at it from them because I don't know why they don't talk to me. It could be something that's so hurtful that they don't, they, they don't care about healing. They, they don't even care. It's like, oh, whatever. You know, my mom is still alive, but I don't, I don't fuck with them. Like, that's, that's how it is. But I want us to be able to get to that place where we heal and we forgive. You ain't never going to forget what the hell happened between y'all to put y'all in the position that y'all in. But you can forgive them. Because if you don't, trust me, the, the feelings that you have towards them, you're going to project it on others. And you don't need to go around spilling blood on people who didn't cut you. So let's start this. Let's start this off, man. And all you guys out there, man, your parents still, hey, blessings, man. Go, go reach out to them and talk to them. Because that's where that's where I'm at right now. That's why I reached out to my mom so we can sit there and talk. Because normally I would call my mom and it'll be me offering advice. I ain't listening. I'm simply trying to tell them what to do because there's so much, so many things that would be going on in my home. And I'm the last person to find out. I'm like, what the hell? I'm I'm still a part of the family. I can help out. <laughs> you know, that's things going in the house. I got ideas. I got suggestions. But this time, you know, I was like, you know what? I need to just call my mom, sit and just let her talk and i did and any of you who who have these older parents like you already know where i'm going with this first thing come out of my mouth and i say how you doing oh everything is good you know well how's everything going at home oh well you know such and such across the street and somebody like it you already know how it's gonna be it's gonna be a story about somebody else somebody getting getting murdered or you know somebody getting locked up and like that's just how it is but this time i ask her and she goes, boy, did you hear about the man that got on the subway with a gas mask on? And I was like, no, I didn't, mama. I didn't. She goes, well, the man got on the subway with a gas mask on, and he ended up letting out some gas bombs on the bus. And I don't understand why nobody didn't say nothing. This man got on the bus with a mask on his face. And I'm like, well, mama, you do know this is pandemic times, and people wear a mask. <laughs> you know and she's like but he had a gas mask. i was like yeah you know i looked at this fool and probably been like you know he's well prepared for the pandemic because <laughs> people was people were doing that people had gas masks on all the crazy shit halloween masks they putting every, every damn thing on their face just so they could protect themselves from some shit that they didn't even know nothing about you know it's it's, it's insane but like I said, perspective. My mom wasn't looking at it like that. She was looking at this man getting on the bus with a mask on because my mom ain't really been nowhere since any of this happened. They've been in that house. So she wouldn't look at it like how I would look at her. Most people would look at it because of the pandemic and the dudes wearing the mask is probably trying to protect themselves and protect others too. But then she goes on another story about 
a woman who's cut off in traffic and she honks at the guy who cut her off. And this guy starts to follow her to the point to where she finally stops. He gets out of his car. He's starting to walk towards her. So she get out the car too. This man jumps in his car and he runs this lady over. And my mama's like, boy, I just don't understand. People are just so crazy. I'm like, mama, I heard you say something about a subway, right? Ain't no damn subways in Houston. So where is this stuff happening? And she goes, well, it happened in New York. I'm like both stories happened in New York. She's like, yes. It's like, the hell you worried about new york for man you live in houston texas like well you, you gotta watch the news you gotta know what's going on you gotta know what's going on in the world that right there is why i had to stop i i i, I listened enough <laughs> i listened enough because I've, I've heard this before when somebody told me that you have to know what's going on in the world right no you do not when that's not your world. See, the things that we be seeing on TV, man, like the, those incidents are just 1% of the things that happen in this country, right? But it's on display like it's 100% of the things that happen. And if you keep seeing stuff like that, that's how you're going to believe. It's all you're going to feel. It's like this is what's going on in the world. When, in fact, there's so many other great things. Like I've never, ever called my mom and her to tell me some of the, the positive things that happen in this in this country. You know, like it's a 13-year-old boy in Minnesota, who just he's about to he graduated with a physics degree. Uh, how about the fact that they anointed the first Supreme Justice, right? First black and female. First black, well, first black female. I'm, I'm and there's black people in the middle. Yeah, bad but the first anointed the first black female, man. And you know, these things, these things are happening. Then I took another step back because, like I said, my mom is old. Right, she's old, and her 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 perspective on things that are going on in the world, man, is tied into a lot of the issues that they faced back in the day. My mom was born in 1951. She's born when Martin Luther King was alive, so she was alive when this man was assassinated. Right. Shit, segregation didn't end until 1968. And this man, oh, I'm sorry, let me backtrack. I wish I could edit it. But King died in 1964. Segregation ended. Segregation ended in 1964. King died in 1968. I'm sorry. I'm going to find a way to edit all that shit out. <laughs> But yeah, man, King was assassinated in 1968 and segregation in 1964. King was sitting up there trying to fight for our civil rights. Our rights to be equal. They had no problem with that. But it wasn't until this man started wanting us to be equal as far as our economic value. So I can only imagine a conversation. What, this nigga, you want money now? Like you got everything. Like you could, we let y'all drink out the same water fountains. Y'all could come and eat out the same restaurants that we have. What more do you want? Well, I'll tell you what, I can't even afford to eat at the restaurant that y'all eating out of. So how about we start working on a way that we can start getting equal pay? Mm, the nigga wants too much. You know what happens when people want too much? You got to do something about it. So boom, he's gone. 
So these are the times that like my mom and them know. So moving forward into like all this this the pandemic era and everything that's happening right now, this is times that they know about. I mean, they just they just able to see it. Cause even when I asked my mom about Emmett Till before, she was like, Who was Emmett Till? Her and my dad were like, Who who was Emmett Till? Well, they don't really know. They weren't taught about that in school. And the only way you the reason why we know about it, because social media outlets. And the fact that they are putting it in the textbooks now, and if they, they and not it, but they're taking it out of textbooks too. But they got places like the place in D.C. where you can go and find out about our Black history. They have all these right now. They didn't have this for my mom and them growing up. So we are living in constant fear because they rather show us these things that have us afraid of each other. Like it's the divide. They they keep us divided. They keep us divided with the virus. They kept us divided with the, the with wearing masks. They kept us divided with getting the, the shot, the vaccine. It's like everything that they do is a, is a division. And I don't know why y'all, I don't know why people can't see it, man, but we still living in slave mentality. This is the slavery ain't is is not gone. It just evolved. Everything we know, right? It's a spawn of what happened before. His story. Go back and look at it, man. It's not the it's not the same, but it's very damn similar. And the stuff, it really didn't happen that long ago, man. Like I told you. Segregation ended in 1964. 2022 it's like 60 years ago it's not that long ago because people are still alive right now today who live during those times that's what i'm saying that is not that long ago and we're still facing it today so the trauma that we have right now just imagine the trauma that our our parents have and if you're really fortunate, the, the trauma that your grandparents have. Because they experienced it on a whole nother level. They was in it. Our families were coming out of it. Like our moms and dad, they coming out of it. So it's different for them to see where we are today. It's different for my mom and to see what I am today. Because I never realized, right? what it really meant what was really meant to break a generational curse now conversation with my mom way way back when um i started looking for my family members and i ended up finding like my great great aunt in um cold springs texas still alive you know still kicking and uh, i plan on doing a family reunion with her but she she uh, got injured uh, last year so she's trying to recover right now man blessings shout out to her i hope she feels better and when she does get on the feet man i want to bring this family unit together but yeah i i, I found her and um some of the conversations that I, I had with her um also had had with my mom and i found out that my great grandfather you know he was as stubborn as can be stubborn as can be he didn't want to listen to anybody and eventually um he would end up quitting something that he really had uh was ambitious at and then we go to my grandfather my grandfather my papa man um same thing this man was an ambitious fellow he used to, he liked to work for himself 
right? He was still cutting his own grass in his 70s. Still out there collecting cans around the neighborhood. And it wasn't until one day he passed out in the yard cutting the grass. And he went to the doctor's office and he's like, look, man, you have cancer. You cannot do things like this anymore. And after hearing that, man, my papa shut down. He was done. And I remember seeing my, my man, I remember seeing my grandfather, man, going this, walking into the house and seeing him with all these tubes up in his nose, man, this ventilated machine on sound. I'm like, man, what's going on, bro? Like he had an oxygen machine on side of him. I was like, man, what's happening with my with my papa? And I looked at him and I spoke to him. He just looked at me and he looked away. And I just went outside. I remember I'm outside on the porch just playing my game board. I couldn't go back in the house because that man was the strongest man in the world to me. And the strongest man in the world to me had become the weakest. And then we fast forward to my dad. Right. All right, my dad, um, he had two strokes. And that second one, it took him all the way out. Like he's having issues walking, you know, and um I remember having a conversation with him, man, and him telling me, he was like, man, um, sometimes I, I just want it to be over. I don't want to wake up, right? And that's the third, third generation Reese that I, I had an experience of hearing this, this quit, right? I mean, I didn't actually hear it from my great-grandfather, but I was told about it, but from my grandfather and my dad, right? You can understand how this is triggering for me when I was in the military and I got injured on my uh, my second time being injured. I got like a heat stroke and I was close to having a heart attack, like all this crazy shit. And I remember I went to the doctor because I was um, I would start to get chronic fatigue, man. After like two, three minutes of just walking on a treadmill, I'm pouring sweat. I'm like, damn, man, what's wrong with me? I need to go get checked out. This is not right. And I remember going to see that doctor and the doctor, just laid it out for me and goes, you know what, Chad, you are never going to be the same again. It's like all that running and everything that you do, like you might as well just go ahead and just give it up right now because that's a thing of the past. Like your body can't take it. And for the longest, I believe that. And I was going to be the fourth generation of Reese to quit. And I remember sitting sitting on the couch, right? I'm sitting on the couch. It's nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's eight, eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting on the couch, man, got alcohol, mixing it with ice cream because it tastes good, you know? And I remember my wife, she walked past me like, are you drinking alcohol? And I was like, yeah, what's the problem? And she's like, oh, she kept on going about her business. I would have never thought nothing about that, right? Until... I started trying to work out again. I started trying to work out again. And all those thoughts of what that doctor told me kept creeping into my mind because I'm still trying to walk and I'm still just sweaty. I'm, I'm trying to lift weights. I'm still sweaty. I, it, it hurts. I can't do it. And I was on that brink. I was on that brink of giving up. And then I looked at my son. And at that time, man, my son was just barely one, right? And I'm going through the things I'm going through right now. And my son, he's still a baby, baby. He's a toddler. It's like, if I don't get myself together, I won't be able to be 
the man that my son needs in his life. And I remember looking in the mirror. I looked in the mirror at myself. I was like, damn, man, look at me. I was, I was fat as hell. I was 256 pounds. I was like, yo, some shit got to change. Otherwise, I'm going to go down the same path as my, my dad, my grandfather, and his dad. So I made a choice, right? And I was like, I'm going to do this for my family. 2019, man, I think it was like November or something like that. Coming towards the end of November, I was like, I need to make a change. Cut everything out. No fast food, no liquor, man. I was, everything done. I haven't had, had a drop of liquor. Over two and a half years, over three years now. And when people ask me, when they see me working out on on videos, uh, you know, because I, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. When they see me working out, they ask me, like, what, 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 what you working out for, man? I was like, for life. Straight up, working out so I can continue to live longer. I don't care what I don't care what nobody tell you. So a lot of people out there in the world will be like, "Man, fuck that! I'm gonna I'm eat and drink whatever I want because you gotta die by something." Yeah, but you ain't gotta die tomorrow. Like you digging yourself an early grave. Leave that shit alone. But it's hard. It's hard for an individual to get their mind right when they don't see what you see. And they don't understand why you're doing what you're doing. We have two different perspectives on life. I'm breaking a generational curse. That curse of giving up and quitting. I'm breaking another generational curse of leaving the nest. Right? All my family's still around the Houston area. And I'm the first one to move on to start a life. So when we started this off, I told you. Family was big for me, and my family is disconnected. And I have to own the parts of this, this, this problem. I have to own my parts in it. And it's different for me because I left. I was the first one. I moved, moved out when I was twenty-one. I moved to San Marcos, Texas, to attend Texas State or Southwest Texas at that time. But I moved away to attend school. And when I was done, I didn't come back. Like most, like most, you know, students do when they go out to college, they end up getting a job somewhere around where they went to school at. So I didn't, I didn't have a reason to really go back to Houston, but just to, you know, see my parents, you know, like my friends was moving around doing that thing. Like my best friend, he was in the military. So I'm like, like, I don't got no reason to really go back there. And then all my time during school was like man my parents never really came to see me <laughs> i was in school for shit five and a half years and like never nothing right so you know how we are as people we could be petty so like well shit if you ain't gonna fuck with me i'm not gonna fuck with you either but then comes that sense of awareness right i have the sense of awareness to see that you know a lot of people aren't there right now in their lives and the things that bother you it may not bother them they, they my parents might not they, they don't know that I'm up there like, hey, I wish y'all would come see me if I don't say anything about it. Nobody knows how you feel until you speak on it. So I'm even owning that, too, because I, I, I think back on it, I'm like, you know, y'all didn't come see me, but I really didn't push the push the message onto y'all that, hey, man, y'all need to come and come and see me. And they, they had no clue. Why? Because I was the first reason to leave like that. Understand, understand what breaking generational curses is. People think generational curses breaking it uh, is the the curse of being in poverty. 
Well, shit, when you break those, those trauma bonding curses, when you when you're able to do that, yeah, you're gonna start to generate some income because you're gonna remove all those barriers in your life that stop you from being your best. When you got a psychological issue, that shit takes hold of your life. You don't want to do anything, man. You're just going to go work for a living. Because that's part of the life that you that you was brought up in, that environment, to continue to work, 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 until you can't work no more. Because that's what your parents did. You was never taught anything different. You would never become a millionaire working on nine to five. There's all other times that you end up getting your own business. You move up. In your field, but with personal development. So you don't teach us none of that stuff. Everything was pretty much just based on us making money for somebody else. It never was how to make your own money and save your own money. Just none of that. Like I was I was 37 when I finally realized that the money that I had in my bank account was no there was no match with with my credit. That my credit was worth more than the money I had in my bank account. I was 37 when I finally realized that I'm not playing with y'all. Look, man, I'm a dude that was getting all my cell phones I used to get. I had to put down payments on them hoes. <laughs> I remember the first time I went and got a cell phone. I didn't have to put a down payment. I was like, what? I ain't got to pay nothing? I was like, no, you're good. You got good credit. Oh, shit. Even when I went to go get a car. Look, man, I got a car when I was in school, man. I put $5,000 down on that shit. $5,000. And my, my note still was high as hell. I got my wife two trucks, and both of them hoes, I got them under under $600. We're not putting anything down because my credit is worth more than what I had in my account. Didn't know these things. Stuff wasn't really talking to me. That's, there we go. Break them generational curses, man. And I can't, I can't hold that. I can't hold any of this stuff that I know right now against my parents because they don't know. And that's the thing, right? You got to give people that grace because the thing that you know right now is because of your experiences. You've been able to move, right? Because of the resources that have been allowed to us. These, the same things that we get right now is not the same things that our parents grew up with. That's why you see them with cell phones and they they hold a whole damn cell phone in their hand when they, they're using them. And they got their glasses on, like squinting. You ever see a motherfucker wear glasses and squint? They got their glasses on squinting and pushing it one finger at a time, the phone up. They're like, baby, can you help me? Do I don't even know how to get this phone working. And can you tell me who loading is? Because whenever I turn my phone on, it say loading, but I ain't never saved nobody named loading in my contacts. <laughs> Yo, that like that's what we're dealing with. That's like you gotta understand, they do not know. Our parents don't know. I had to understand it. I had to understand it with a lot. And not just my parents, right? Because breaking breaking these 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 chains of trauma, right? These issues that we have, right? You gotta understand that whatever, whatever it is that's bothering you, somebody did something. Something happened to you. And whoever did whatever they did that happened to you, they don't know. They don't know, especially if you ain't going to tell them nothing about it. And you don't know how to deal with it because you can't find the right people to speak to. I've been finding the right people to speak to, to all my life. And that's what gave me the courage and strength to be able to, to reach out to my mom and sit there and talk to her and like on a different level. 
because I, I miss my parents, man. And like, I know there's so many other people out there in the world who miss their parents too, or just miss other people. And they just don't know what to say. I'm going to tell you right now what to say. First thing, first thing you got to do is look at yourself and think about what you did, your part in all of this. That's the first thing you need to do. And after you've done that, it's time to do some inner healing. Heal within before you try to fix anything else outside of you. Fix you. You might not think anything is wrong. I'm telling you. There's a there's an issue, and the issue is going to continue to stem from the problem that you never take care of. So do that inner work on you. I'm do, I've been doing inner work since 2020. 2020 gave me that time, right? That's the, that, the pandemic for me was great because it gave me the time to sit back and to think about why I feel the way that I feel. And this podcast right here is a safe space for people. Like once I start talking to other people, for them to let me, to let others know, man, this is why I feel the way that I feel. Man, this is a healing show and we about to heal everything that's ever been wrong with us. Time to get it out there in the opening so we can become our best selves. So let's do it together. But my mom, I don't know, she probably never hit the show ever. <laughs> I probably have to go, Mama. Can you listen to this? Because she didn't even know how to get to it. She like, "What's what is a Spotify? You know, she don't know none of this shit. She have no idea." My mom sit at home and watch uh, Little House on the Prairie every day. I'm not bullshitting you. She she probably watching that shit right now. I'm not playing. With everything that happens in the world, that's what she's doing right now. And if she ain't watching that, she watches the news from some other place. But like I said, man, we gotta give people grace because they do not know. They don't know. We do. We know. And they're not sitting over there. They're not sitting over like, oh, well, I wonder if this person. No, they know they live in their lives. When we the ones that feel bad. So since we feel this way, it's time for us to grow. It's time for us to reach out to them and let them let others know how we feel so we can get everything situated in our lives so we can be prosperous and keep on growing. Yo, I'm gonna go ahead and shut this thing down. It's the longest one I've done. I wasn't trying to exceed 25 minutes because I I really feel like people are not trying to listen to you that long until they really want to hear you so eventually people really gonna want to hear me for longer than this and i'm gonna be willing to give it to them because i'm talking go for hours on this thing but we're gonna shut this thing down man episode six in the books mother's day is coming up please your mama's still in your life reach out to her tell her how much you love her your daddy tell them how much you love her man i don't give a damn but your family tell how much you love them man how, i don't matter how much they they how bad they treated you in life let's get over it. let's heal together guys y'all take care have a great one episode six in the books Peace.